Have you ever wondered why the animals of the same species look different in different regions? For example, a cow living in hot areas has lesser fur than a cow living in a cold hilly region. Why do you think that is? What makes them adapt to such situations? How has evolution played a part in this? Well, this is something we need to uh, answer in this episode. Welcome archivers to yet another episode of Conundrum Archives. This is your host Raghava and I am here with the others Venkat and Nikhil for another episode filled to the brim with curious elements. So without further ado, this is your favorite host Raghava and welcome to yet another episode of Conundrum Archives. So uh, before we go any further, what exactly is natural selection? And before we learn that term, we need to talk about two other evolutionary concepts, descent with modification and common descent. Um, so when, uh, Venkat, can you just kick, uh, kick, us, kick off the episode with uh, the explanation of uh, descent with modification and common descent? Yes, sir, sure. Uh, to kickstart, um, to understand the term descent with modification, uh, it's it's the phrases that has been used only will explain us. So let's take a simple example where we are children of our parents, but we don't exactly look like them, right? We are a bit different in color, maybe a bit taller, a bit shorter. So there is a modification while we are descending. So that's a very simple way to tell what is descent with modification. But there's, there's an there's overarching arcing theme behind this that is called common descent, which means every living thing on earth should have a common ancestor. Now, to go a bit deeper in the definition, when we say descent with modification, it's more on random variations. So, if you have a brother, own brother, and you, you both don't look exactly alike until unless it's a twin. And even twins, it's not always that you're a copy paste. So, there would be random variations in the way you have descended. Now, those random variations are not documented or cannot be reproduced in such a way. So, it's very complex to understand. The same applies to common descent as a whole. In the journey of origin of species, if I say I am from ape, a lot of people believe it. But if I say ape is from some fish, can someone believe that? That's why it's not provable as such. I don't. I can't go back to a time where I see how fish evolves to an ape. Not possible. So common descent is more of a conclusion, but descent with modification is observable. So I think this should be fine for us to get started. On. And also in the case of twins, right, it is never exact, uh, you know, copy paste because exactly, exactly. Uh, in twins, their fingerprints are, are completely different. No twin have, no set of twins have the exact same fingerprints. True, 
that's the exactly as I was explaining. You have small change of modification, but if you follow the theory of descent with modification, you wouldn't know where is that change. It's not reproducible. So, yeah. So now, Venkat. Uh... So, what are the cons, like cons of this concept that led to the proposal proposal of a theory like you know natural selection? So, yeah, there are cons for this theory, which is descent with modification, which is not. It, it, it define the definition of it goes by random variations, which means if I have to propose someone that in next hundred years, these species would have to evolve in this way. i can't do some sort of mathematics to it i can't do some sort of a theory analyzation or such it's random variation so it's out of human brains to understand how many variations can happen now how did how was this cons found out was there some story behind it so the two important characters you have to remember whenever we are talking about descent with modification or with respect to natural selection these guys are charles darwin whenever you talk about evolution charles darwin comes into picture and alfred wallis so how did this story begin so darwin was on a journey from 1831 to 1836 around the world on hms beagle so he was like on a journey around the world and there were stops at south america at australia and at southern tip of africa now the same thing was also happening to valais where he traveled to brazil to collect insects in amazon rainforest and this was from um, 1848 to 1852 and he also went to malaya archipelago from 1854 to 1862 so these people were on journeys and darwin journeys like wallace's later journey he was at malay archipelago darwin was in malay archipelago it also included stops on several island chains which was at equator so the, the name of that uh, islands were galapagos uh, maybe if i'm pronouncing out please audience correct me here uh, on these islands darwin observed species of organism on different islands that were clearly similar so he observed some set of species in this island and even to other island and he observed almost similar species but they are different features okay they are distinct yet different so for example what he found out was there is something called as ground finches so ground finches in habiting of galapagos island uh, they com they comprise several species with unique beak shape so the species of that island had uh, graded series and beak sizes and shapes with very small differences between the most similar ones so why this story is important is because that's where he got an idea of okay they are all not differently born and they are not all different species together they have evolved over time of that sort which means over descent they have been modified now there comes the cons that is when you think it's modified over period of time 
that means you're not you're considering random variations that's happening in the genes and mutations so that's very hard to predict and the concept how can you imagine a concept like okay can an insect evolve to a bird this is not possible directly with descent modification it is the concept fails then it can't explain us how that can happen another thing where it would fail is our whole living organisms right they're complex in order so they're complex beings with different orderly structures and this theory doesn't explain us that it it totally neglects that part of it uh, one simple example that i saw across one of the video was butterfly and a bird they're entirely different beings together but with a very different complexity and order to it so these cons makes it uh, difficult for darwin to go ahead with uh descent with modification or common ancestry that is common descent concept and i think so yep that should explain us why natural selection came right that was a great explanation venkat uh, so all right so now that uh, now we know the why let's discuss the what um can you explain what natural selection is like and uh, what its history is nikhil Sure, Raghav. But before that, I would recommend it to all the listeners. Uh, please listen to this episode in, you know, say, like garden or terrace or somewhere outside where you can see birds, animals, and maybe you can even observe, observe a few things. Just take a look at birds outside. I mean, look at their beaks. They vary among different sizes, shapes, and even you know, length of it. And if you take a guess, you can even notice that the birds are rely mostly on the insects. They have very thin and slim beaks. but the birds which rely on the fat seeds or uh, not not like insect kind of food they have thick and uh, strong beaks so now let's keep this example aside and look into the definition of natural selection natural selection is a process or a method of evolution it is a way that organisms that are adapted to their environment are more likely to survive and reproduce so now when i say reproduction here refers to they pass on their genes to their offsprings or the next generation kids kids in the sense the their child uh sometimes it's also known as so survival of the fittest or in put in simple words so it is like organisms that are better suited to the environment this process right it will take time means over the time the species and organisms right they change evolve and even diverge now again look at uh, look around or just imagine you're in you're in a jungle you see a large varieties of birds or different types of animals even say plants and trees for instance and if you take a guess right there are around 1 to 2 million types of animal species and nearly around 8.7 million species including plants trees and i mean including all the living organisms and guess what all these species are the result of natural selection okay so you may be wondering who discovered this so like as venkat mentioned it's two most famous people one is charles darwin and alfred russell so they both right published co-published a famous book called theory of evolution in the year 1858 the ideas expressed in this books are uh, uh, directly based on the darwin's observations 
while he was traveling around the globe like over the time right he spent uh, traveling and he began to notice several patterns in the distribution how organisms were scattered like there is this park in uh, galapagos darwin used to visit there only he made this observation on the birds where uh, birds that rely on insects so uh, have thin and sharp beaks so that they can suck the insects very easily and uh, the other example is that birds that rely on uh, solid foods or solid seeds they have thick and sharp beaks so now however darwin didn't figure this out uh, about the evolution on this trip but this was just a mere start of his journey towards the uh, understanding of patterns of evolution maybe venkat can add more towards this story so actually darwin himself didn't know anything about genetics so darwin when he was on journey he interestingly collected all these things kept preserving it in his notebook of different plants of different species that he was seeing across now pobiner said that he observed the pattern of evolution but he didn't really know about the mechanism adavin understood the pattern of evolution but didn't know what's really going inside it that's where uh, incorporation of genetics into darwin's theory is known as modern evolutionary synthesis so this where uh, they started studying more about mutations uh, on how to replicate dna repair a dna how chemically we can do it uh, what is the mathematics involved for it all those came into picture so but natural selection isn't the only mechanism which organisms evolve so uh, so we need to check on the flow a process known as gene flow so it said that the frequency of certain genes can change at random which is called as genetic drift so i don't want to move away from not natural selection so in recent years they have proved the natural selection theory is true by understanding how these mechanisms can be used to prove that theory yeah and also right for the for the fact right to uh, darwin didn't know i mean at that time more dna was not yet discovered it was still in the process after 1860 it was discovered the dna mm-hmm. so more or less so darwin knew about the concept but he didn't catch the world of dna i mean he couldn't figure out the world of dna okay oh, i think so that might like that should be the answer yes sir shall we yes, continue then yes yes all right okay uh, so bucket uh, have you given the ex- examples no not yet i have to give examples all right so venkat uh, can you give us some examples of natural selection that we could see in our daily life like once i go outside what would i see something that could be related to natural selection yes that is very interesting you don't need to go outside initially so you if Uh, you are there at your home that should be suffice to explain you a few examples so first thing that you have to do is look at yourself and okay, so human evolution basically so human himself has been through natural selection over period of time over period of ages so now which specific example i'm going to give is people living in crowded space 
बिकॉज एज एज एवोल्यूशन प्रोग्रेस्ड पीपल थॉट लिविंग टूगेदर इज मोस्ट सिक्योर एंड वेन यू स्टार्टेड लिविंग टूगेदर यू ऑल्सो गॉट टू नो दिस इज कैन स्प्रिड फास्टर now when this is start getting faster people who can gain immunity lived better human evolution standing to the stage it's because we are now able to fight back those germs now live example is coronavirus number of people passing by us we don't know so but if you have managed to survive today might be you are among that natural selection you have gained that immunity to be that next step in our human evolution now that is one simple example the other example that we ourselves can relate is human hands just look at human hands they say people who can or living organisms who can use the thumb well mammals who can use the thumbs well they have better evolution in cycle so we who had better dexterity with our fingers they progressed way farer because simple things to throw stones to hunt prey or predators or fight back against predators or to use certain tools in uh, a easier manner which is difficult for others who wouldn't have the dexterity so that is another simple example that you yourself can take it and understand that you've come so far now leave humans as what are other examples that i can give so let's look at giraffes did they born with such huge necks without any evolution because that's very weird right actually when nikhil used to explain right in natural selection these species adapt to the different environment and then evolve from there now there might be a certain situation where giraffe didn't have such big neck but it has to adapt to those big trees to reach out to those leaves to eat now you might think only giraffe went through this sort of natural selection but there are some turtles and tortoises which have also shaped their uh, what do you call their uh, uh, protective uh, shell rather uh, for tortoise okay so shell okay uh, so so protective shell so there are tortoises at other regions where they shape their shell in a such a way that they can stretch their neck farer where they can reach to the leaves so this another example similar to giraffe but giraffe evolved in a, a, a very different way i think so there might be a mutation also involved in but it's a live example now last one let's take a last example that you would like there are animals with different colors and here if you can see peacock this is like one of the best natural selection examples that we could give the way it attracts its uh, maybe to mate is the by far the best example and also to survive in different difficult situations like chameleon uh, if it's right if the way it's the pronounce is right or deer mouse or uh, peppered moths the way they mix into the environment to just save themselves from predators that's also one of the best examples that you can give for natural selections there are many more you just keep looking across 
your environment you will find so many of them and i think so if i keep on going this whole podcast will be done so let's move on to the next one right venkat i think you missed one thing about the peacocks a peacock peacocks right female peacocks actually look for uh, long tailed uh, male peacocks oh yeah i missed this correct true they have specific uh, selection on that yes true i think so you, this is this is a very interesting thing you guys can look it across net uh, even i found that and i found it very interesting and there's just one among the millions of natural selection okay and uh, another fact would be us versus them okay humans versus virus if you didn't know more if you didn't know more than 50% of the dna has come from the virus which was injected in our ancestors basically and- go back to our previous episode virus episode you see how virus gets into our body now continue and also right to for the listeners so go check out our instagram page there are more of such facts <laughs> okay <laughs> okay let's move to the next yeah, All right. So we and now we all heard about you know animals having natural selection and humans also. But Nikhil, this is this natural selection only seen in animals or do we also see them in plants as well? Okay. For a concept wise natural selection for is for everything that has a DNA or that has everything that has a life. So let's start with plants. See natural selection happens slowly in plants as we check with or as we compare it with the animals or insects right it happens very slowly in plants but it definitely does now i'll give you a few instances one thing is if plant seed right seed of the plant find its way towards a habitation when we say habitation it can be a soil or it can be a somewhere a pit which can it where it can nourish and start growing due to this ability right the seed has withstand itself in the surrounding i mean it has got along with its surrounding uh and and eventually it grows and expands right so i mean the seed has that ability and it grows expands and then gives birth to other plants so in this way one way is that oh, it's it itself will have, uh, cause uh, this process will cause a natural selection in the plants and second example could be the geographical area uh say like if you been to any village or uh, some uh, for farming agencies they preserve some seeds for the coming up seasons or say like uh, for growing it in future so such uh, such things right so they uh, they form a natural selection eventually when so you save a seed for the further growth and that uh, when the climate comes you start growing that seed so that uh, evolution has survived so third example could be the mustard plant if you guys know mustard plant i think in kannada they call salsvi right venkat yeah 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 okay so, so mustard for plant right who don't know kannada he's talking about the mustard seeds the ones the black color seeds you put in you know different food and everything yeah right so so mustard mustard plant oh, initially it it had a long growing season like oh, it used to take months together to grow and produce a seed seed out of it so uh, what happened is due to lack of water in summers some of the plants some of the mustard plants died off or didn't continue their evolution and the plants right which uh, gave the seeds or, or flowers just before the summer survived because they gave before the summer the water, water was sufficient they grew up to be a plant and finally gave a flower and thus came a seed out of it so those mustard plants so which have short, uh, I, i mean eventually to mustard was converted into short season plant similarly the examples can go on 
my request for the listeners there are many such evolutions in plants try observing and maybe try make a study one or one or few of them well i've actually you know seen some uh, if you uh, like since you're talking about it i've seen some growth variations in different vegetables okay so i think in 2019 2019 no 2018 i've been to meghalaya like you know the northeast side of india and you know like we've seen our vegetables in bangalore and when i saw the vegetables in that place right a lot of difference okay onions here are small but onions there are double the size of your fist oh, all right okay okay you have that's very funny. large brinjals and i uh, use you, you know this dondekai right i think that's what they call in kannada <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah those are tiny here like smaller than your little finger and those things are larger than your palm oh there like you could see it right there you know even proper, like best example is best example is capsicum their color changes like how no. they are selected across no it's not like uh, the color changes based on the selection uh, basically a green bell pepper or a green capsicum changes red when it's left on the tree for a longer time oh it's just ripe that's it it's nothing that's else that's not the way oh mm-hmm. then how is the cell low and other thing introduced is it the process on which it's it like comes it's different uh, levels of ripeness i think oh, i think i'm not sure yet it. but yeah i think it's different uh, no? hmm. levels of ripeness okay makes sense more like mirchi uh, chili yeah exactly yeah makes sense all right so so i've been you know looking around for this topic has been very interesting ever since i came back from you know my road trip and i wanted to do this so while i was searching right i found something called the four conditions of natural sele- natural selections okay can you uh, try explaining that one surely raga and this is something even i was curious to know like what are your favorable conditions for a natural selection to occur so these four conditions are, uh, are the preconditions which are set by charles darwin for natural selection and they are the easiest and uh, um, most e- most uh, readable or what do you say and understandable things so these four are reproduction hereditary uh, variation in individual characters among the members of the population and variation in the fitness of organisms according to state they have for a habitable heritable character so let's go one by one and see what they are so the first one reproduction so for natural selection to occur the entities must reproduce to form a new generation so say i have an x species and i've taken down to that organism if it can't reproduce i don't think natural selection would occur so that is one of the key things or the primary things that has to be there so the second thing is hereditary now what darwin says is that the offspring must tend to resemble their parents roughly speaking like most produce like which means they should be some sort of features resembling your parents it can't be a completely offshoot that would be mutation so that's your hereditary 
now third thing is your variation in individual characters so what he says is that if we are studying natural selection on body size then different individuals in the population must have different body sizes if you guys see pomeranian and if you compare it to german shepherd there as a species he but these have evolved in a such a way that it is furry but it's also short in nature which means it had a different body size when it was trying to evolve so the third point is where you're trying to physically compare them and somewhere while selecting that organism it's having a different body size compared to the rest of its herd and the last one among these four points is where it says fitness of organisms which means what is trying to refer by meaning fitness is average number of offsprings left by an individual related to the number of offspring left by an average member of population to put it in simple terms if a selected uh, organism is producing more than the average of all of its herd so if its fitness is higher it's likely to be in terms of natural selection so if these can four conditions are met of a species natural selection automatically results and if any are not it does not that's the four conditions that are necessary and venkat like if you see in the humans as well like if you are talking about you know people in different regions have uh, different that's what you are you were saying right like I, I in don't different want regions go into okay. that but Wait. Like scientifically like if you have to talk yeah, yeah. i understand scientifically yeah. if different, you have to talk different regions different uh, yes. types like giving an example in humans okay this is basic a basic we don't mean to hurt anyone it's just a basic human mechanism like human skin just to protect you people mm-hmm. in hotter regions have a darker skin tone than people in the colder regions that is just big like, uh, so the pigmentation in our skin is called melanin yeah and our body produces melanin and the more the melanin is produced the darker our skin tone is so mm-hmm. the reason pe- people you know in uh, you know hotter regions have darker skin is because the hu- the you know high amount of mel- melanin protects you know the body from dna damage and absorbs the right amount of uv radiation re- needed by the body mm-hmm. so that actually helps them survive that place mm. and that is why the people have evolved to you know have darker skin in hot areas and a lighter skin in colder areas average height of a different continents changes these are due to these environmental adapt uh, adaptations of those organisms so if you take into humans indians have an average size of maybe 5.6 or 5.7 while as you go to europe they easily reach 5.9 to 6 because there it's too cold and people needs to be you know in a certain uh, physical level to adapt to that conditions so in india we know we have favorable conditions we don't need to be that built to be survivable i believe so i don't know if this example suits this area as well that's great see we get 
never be afraid of saying that because that is the truth like this is basic science yeah okay. it is called racism when you start stereotyping people to that color got understood so this first i thought to give it i thought to give that example and we are just talking science you are not you know discriminating against anyone okay along with this i think darwin also uh, proposed some nat- principles of natural selection so nikhil can you tell me about that okay sure raghav but before that for the listeners don't get confused between what conditions or venkat explain and what principles i am going to explain they both seem to be conceptually little similar but uh, they are different things conditions are something which uh, under uh, under the rules some the evolution happens but the principles is something uh, how the evolution happens so let's look at the four principles which darwin proposed uh in short if you want to remember it you can remember the word v i s t wist v stands for variation i stands for inheritance s stands for selection t times uh, t stands for time so for start starting with variation uh, consider all the species right and each individual inside the species differ in their genetic take humans only for example every human being is different genetically which results in producing many variations in physical features or Oh, qualities, what not? I mean, one gene changes and there may there may be variations across the body. So that is one thing, variation. Second thing would be inheritance. So individuals pass on their genetic materials to their offspring. Means parents will pass on to their traits to their offspring. So that is second one. Third one is selection. So some individuals, right, have inherited their genes. which allows them to be better survivor or produce more more of their offsprings these offsprings right in turn they are more likely to survive than other offsprings which are less likely to survive so that is another uh, principle of evolution and fourth one is time time means this all process doesn't happen overnight it gradually uh, the nature does the uh, does the thing uh, it which has to survive which lacks the survival skills so in that way it takes a lot of time some of them takes so millions some of millions of years some of them takes days or months together okay so another active for, activity for listeners try find out what organisms so evolved over short time or maybe some of them evolved took millions of years to evolve so basically it takes millions of years to evolve right right yeah but is it actually like is natural selection random or like you know does it Yeah, I'm just asking. Is it like completely random? Does it you know evolve over the species, or it just you know just some species start, some you know organisms start evolving, and you know their offsprings just start you know changing like that? So, in simple, you're asking is natural selection a random? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would ask you, Raga, what is random? Like, can you define what is random? Okay, so random is like you know you just select. You just close your eyes and select one or yeah, two. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen consciously. I mean, yeah. in simple, there's no pattern or reason involved in happening. There's no it. pattern, right? So, in simple world, oh, in simple explanation, natural selection is not random at all. Okay, I'll explain in detail. Consider consider the mutation. Mutation can be random. For example, genes which are passed on from the parents can mutate or can mutate in any order. It doesn't have a control. Neither is dependent on any environment. nor uh, it's dependent on the parent itself so it can be completely normal so uh, this uh, like with the principles above what we saw or conditions there can be more reproduction happening or there can be multiple species produced 
so with that one randomness so natural selection again based on the survival skills not based on randomness so if nature has to select a species to go forward it will uh, eliminate the survival skills the one which have the surviving skills will uh, evolve and uh, grow forward the ones which lack the surviving skills so cut short and do not to carry forward so it's not natural at all did that answer you raga yeah it did it did all right thanks for that okay uh when uh, when uh, okay it's this question is for both of you can someone explain what exactly is survival of the fittest do you want to go nikhil or should i you you can go as the term survival of fittest says given a group of people a group of organisms or creatures which one is the fittest it would survive the most which means in other way to put it creatures which are not fit they get eliminated faster this was a phrase which was proposed by spencer as far as i understand ah uh, and this was proposed by him after 5 years darwin wrote the book called the origin of species so i think so that should help you to answer that okay so basically those who are uh, those who cannot survive they just die that, oh, oh my god that's like the worst sentence ever oh my god great way great way to put it <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so basically those who are not able to adapt they die okay mm, so not like adapt raga uh, fitness is different from adapting that's what brings us to the my next question mm. what is the difference okay we are discussing natural selection and i just asked survival of the fittest and they seem <laughs> yeah. a little similar to me and what is the difference though yeah so this question right this was part of that book where natural selection was a book and you can read it across so this was by professor w howard he has documented what is the difference between uh, natural selection and survival of the fittest that's where the story he documents once the book the original species once launched uh, after 5 years herbert spencer comes out and he phrases it saying survival of the fittest and herbert spencer is now saying this is an exact replica for natural selection which means he wants to replace the word natural selection with survival of the fittest now darwin replies and this is in quotes i fully agree with all that you have on the advantage of herbert spencer herbert spencer's excellent expression the survival of the fittest it is however a great objection to the to this term that it cannot be used as a uh, substantive governing a verb i think so raghav can help us here so this is like a literal war of words if you look word by word they both can't be substituted each other what he says is i will use the term in my next textbook on domestic animals the term natural selection has now been largely used abroad and at home that i doubt whether it can be given up with all its faults now sadly survival of the fittest is now the most used word natural selection is less used word 
now where the author of this book comes in and pitches and differentiates this is the author says that natural selection is more like a principle whereas survival of the fittest is more like a law so if you want to understand what is principle and what is law a law in the scientific as distinguished from legal sense is a statement of the coexistence or sequence of phenomena as they manifested to our senses so that is how you define a law while as principle it's different so every time you're trying to phrase that okay survival of the fittest can only be the ones think about it once again natural selection is not like i am uh, i am going to be the strongest and that has been survived for long period giraffes were never strongest i believe they just had to adapt to the environment that's all while as survival of the fittest says among certain animals over there giraffe had to be the fittest to survive or among its herd of giraffes only the long neck giraffe was the fittest that's not how it works so that's how where the difference comes in because if you look upon look upon four conditions for natural selection it's just not about fitness right it's also about hereditary it's also about um how much uh, what was that uh, it was also about variations among the herd whereas fitness is just one of them that is are you mating the most of that's how in the statement it says so have you reproduced the most among other herds so that itself can't be the same word to the natural selection and i hope other yeah. people can't confuse this for a won't confuse let's hope so maybe what you guys can uh, we'll also try to share this link across it's called it's a uh, author is i w howard so this was written in 1917 so it's a sort of a journal article i believe so natural selection and the survival of the fittest so i'll share this link and you guys can have a look at this all right so okay this is a uh, question random questions has just popped into my mind right so guys here's a question for both of you now we humans are hunting animals for sport okay some for you know for basic survival like you know we need some meat we may need some their fur or you know skin for you know leather and everything and sometimes just for fun do you think the animals and plants are actually evolving towards protecting themselves or maybe even harming us in the future welcome to conundrum markets let's ask difficult questions <laughs> that's where raghav just entered into right now. uh so know, maybe just pop it to my mind yeah. so maybe if i can answer raghav did you do you know extinct species so dodos were this brilliant looking species but or birds but it was man hunted out for food or take other creatures also for example which can search across human has evolved into such a level that he understands genes so deeply and his he itself seems to be part of nature for other people other organisms extinction or evolve or the way species are evolving if you observe uh, raga 
pigeons have awfully been more with us or were they initially the same way they can be seen more in cities but not across in villages why is that they evolved right and because they being with us more even the pets that we call cats or domesticated animals even they have evolved in different ways which means our natural selection is implying on them and them also which means whom do we want to protect whom do we not want to protect so with beings which are more powerful than others they can also influence natural selection and i think so we have done quite a significant amount of that over years and you can see the results out of it and venkat also did you know that oh, oh, natural selection contributed to the oh, food food web stability like oh, global food food web stability Hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, nice article written on that. Maybe we can okay. put it in description. Yeah, share it across. Well, let's do that. But if you just think like that, um, how many like if there were six ex- extinctions that would have happened? That's that's what they say, right? There were six extinctions before anything that happens in future. Uh, right. Were one of the natural selections was a cause to it? We don't know. right so we we cannot 100% say that way mm-hmm. and we can't revisit it that's where the common decent theory comes in you have to conclude it in one way that's why we don't know how like how even i haven't researched but how did peacock get into such a beautiful way the feathers the colors in it what's the proof that it was not been modified by humans and now we know that we have did you know this is something called as cat designers baby designers we would get into a stage where we can modify the genes and the babies would completely be as we want them to be like have a different color of eye have a different color of hair maybe be physically well built and there regulation starting upon that because of dna modifications so it's a very complicated topic i believe right and i got just got on question of the week maybe in nature right have you ever observed why blue is so rare especially in like animal and plant kingdom mm. like even if you see butterflies they are not actually blue the light mm. that reflects back that's why you see whenever the butterfly turns around <laughs> the light okay that's why when you see the butterfly turn around right that shades will uh, move around like it fades and fades in fades out and fades in mm-hmm. e- even for tint but not blue true even for food if you see right rarely we eat the food which is blue in color or rarely you see animals which are blue in color why is okay did, did you know that you know many of the plants actually animals were bioluminescent and they had the blue glow in them yeah just initially, like a butterfly initially, initially like in the early days like when the earth was newly formed animals were actually bioluminescent birds i think so about birds birds were bioluminescent yeah it was actually true like they showed it in this movie journey to the center of the earth but you know they were actually bioluminescent i actually done some research about that mm. and just imagine how cool it would be just to see some glowing birds Well, that's also true but don't you guys think uh, it's just not the natural selection there is also some sort of physics which is making them 
work in this way like all right so we just saw venkat answer the question but yeah, this is for all of you people also to ponder about do you think animals and plants are heading towards making us extinct are they evolving towards that since we are trying to make them extinct something for you to think about and please do answer this in your comments i would love to read the answers to this all right okay finally for the last question nikhil why is natural selection so important for the progression of life right that's a good question but i would also ask venkat also to add on at the end if i miss something okay mm-hmm. just before that just before that i would uh, if you didn't know the world natural selection right it's given in contrast with the artificial breeding or artificial selection if i observed there are like different varieties of pigeons or lovebirds you see that is because some hobbies right some hobbies to breed different types of mates just to give new variation uh, examples like say lovebirds are different colors different feathers sweet voices or different different variations you see that is artificial breeding Okay. You However, even in uh, dogs as well, like you know, people actually interbreed dogs just to get a you know, an interbreed between a, a Labrador and a Husky. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, and that is actually yeah, very harmful for those dogs. True. Like they don't uh, live for live very long if they do that. Right. Similarly, like since all the breeds are not strong, which are artificially breeded, they are not well suited for the environment, and the breed may eventually eliminate or discontinue. so why i bought this up is in this world of natural in this natural world uh, or say in the nature the organisms organisms reproduce and more the population there would be more chain of variations so natural selection can lead to specialization say like uh, take any organism for that matter if uh, again the natural selection concept comes in if you are survive if you are able to survive then you continue if not you discontinue so for life to progress right you need uh, some kind of variation to keep growing or else it's stuck like uh, time has been stuck so i would say natural selection is important uh, and uh, it is necessary for the life to continue on earth maybe to add, yeah yes thank you to add another point here the earth is not covered with four suns and it's not rotating example take a world where earth has four suns and they switch on switch on whenever it's required and earth doesn't rotate and it doesn't revolve around galaxy okay because we, so far what we understand is life is just on earth if it's in that cycle where everything is constant exact 7:30 i have my lights on at morning and 6:00 pm i have my lights off now wherever these animals have been drifted away to a different continent also they should experience similar things which means light at every source of the earth is same at correct timings that doesn't it isn't the way as is there is this heat wave that happens there are earthquake that happens and earth itself experiences magnetic wave changes that's where bird changes its direction of where it has to rest where it has to migrate with so many changes earth still has so much of life ahead of it which means life which is growing now still have to adapt to whatever variations earth is going to give to us which means natural selection can't be stopped and artificial selection can't grow because if you start doing artificial selection we still don't know what are the other parameters earth is experiencing yet maybe i have not researched but what happens when you give chance for natural selection it creates that one different 
species or one different mutation or variation which can make that species survive for longer period of time or ages to be honest so if we understand now the galaxy part sun and earth part then we now understand natural selection is very important because earth still has life to live on with that sun thing no i got just got one more example uh, since we are we heard that nearly like 7 to 8 billion years sun would absorb earth right so we need to survive somehow and get out of the earth so we need we would evolve and get out to space something like the so next habitable planet is mars right so uh, we don't know how the conditions would no leave all those examples if you have lockdown for next 10000 years which means you can't step out of your house how would we be how would we evolve as a human in indoors that's a different thing to answer upon right you, we have our physical our physical stress levels have been reduced which is on physical mental might be there but physically you're not exerting that much amount of pressure that has to be we might not walk much so our bones might shrink down but to do we classify this so lockdown and everything as natural selection or it's artificial selection just a curious question it's not a um, it's not created by nature but it is something we all mutually agree to stay inside to survive the most so virus is natural which we have not created hopefully so we can consider this natural because you want to survive right human wants to survive till however time earth has life in it so we have taken yep. mutual decision to stay inside so i think so yes but not for 10000 years or something yeah yeah hope that answers you raghav yeah that definitely answers my question all right so with that we have actually ended the questions um, but see natural selection is Yeah, like everyone said, it's very important. We've seen. Okay, there's this video I've seen on YouTube that says that you know, a cave was found which was like you know, it was in dark for thousands of years, and you know that cave actually got filled with somehow got you know the water turned into some kind of acid. I think uh, it got mixed with some kind of sulfur in the mountain, and the life forms that like you know some kind of insects or you know worms. actually started evolving to live on sulfuric gas and that is something very interesting like there itself we could see you know how animals have actually adapted to you know grow and wow. kind of in a very what do you call that hostile environment yeah yeah you know one of the best examples you could see in a movie is in jurassic park where uh, you know the scientists have actually made every dinosaur female but somehow they actually bred and they laid eggs and that's how like you know that's something they actually live to adapt to a constant uh, drive for animals is to transfer their genes to the next generation am i right yeah True. yeah and they somehow fulfill that desire like they just even though they are females they actually bred and they laid eggs i'm actually uh, i would like to channel my inner ian malcolm while saying this life finds a way mm. life or every time life does find a way just to survive yes so yeah and with that 
we are reaching the end of the sixth episode of Conundrum Archives. And if you do like it, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major platform you are listening to us on. And stay tuned for the next episode. We also have a new YouTube channel where we have already posted a video about the pyramids with collab- in collaboration with SKSD Arts. Please do check it out. Uh, subscribe to it and hit the bell icon for more content. And also we have our new Twitter page and a blog page as well where you can read some interesting blogs and also follow us on Twitter so that you know we would be posting some interesting stuff over there as well. And if you would like to donate to us, we have a new Patreon page which is active right now. And all the links are in the link tree in our Instagram bio. And make sure you look into it. So, and until the next episode, keep asking questions, keep searching for answers. And like we always say, keep the conundrum rolling. <laughs>